The Leap Foundation proudly presents the Meet the Mentor podcast with New York Times bestselling author, motivational speaker, and celebrity dentist, Dr. Bill Dorfman. Hey, Dr. Bill here with Nicole Rodriguez, and we're excited to do another great Meet the Mentor for you guys. We also started looking into doing this as a podcast, so keep your eyes and ears open because I think pretty soon we'll do this on my Instagram Live like we're doing now, also on the Leap Instagram and Facebook page, and it should be a podcast. Uh, We're growing. Uh, But anyhow, the reason we do these Meet the Mentor interviews is because the highlight of Leap Week is always our mentor workshop, which happens on Friday, where we have over 100 professionals that come, and Nicole was there this year, and they talk to students kind of like in a small group at a table. It's like speed dating, and every 20 minutes we we switch, and you get to meet a lot of different professionals where you get to ask them questions about their career and what they do and don't like about their career and what made them successful and all that kind of stuff. So it's pretty, pretty cool. Leap Week 2019 will be July 21st to the 28th. It is going to be at the beautiful UCLA campus again. We have a whole, I would say, brand new crew of speakers that we're interviewing to come speak at it. It will be epic as last year's was with Mark Wahlberg and Anthony Hopkins and Paula Abdul and Jonathan Bennett and Devin Durrett from 13 Reasons Why and a lot of other amazing great speakers for you. So please sign up now. The uh, the price to sign up now is an all, all, all time low. And if you want to go on a 12 month payment plan, we can set that up. Well, almost 12 months because we're a few months away, but we can set up a great payment plan too. So don't miss out on Leap Week 2019. Without further ado, I'm going to introduce you to Nicole. Nicole is the CEO and founder of NRPR Group and Ironically, I'm working with her Saturday. We'll talk about that. I just found that out just a second ago. Um, The Young Dreamers Foundation also. Um, She's a seasoned public relations and social media marketing pro with 19 years of experience under her belt. She's developed and executed strategic campaigns for some of the biggest names in the business, such as Yahoo, Dolby, Sony Pictures Entertainment, Sony PlayStation, Hulu, MGo. Tune Hero, Demand Media, Heal, um, Moby TV, and the Oakland Raiders. And without further ado, Nicole Rodriguez, thank you for coming. And I just found out she's good friends with somebody we both love, uh, Sabrina, who is amazing. And we need to have Sabrina come and do a Meet the Mentor, too. Um, She founded Fremont University, uh, college or university, yeah, and she's a a powerhouse. So, um, anyhow, welcome to our Meet the Mentor. Yeah, thanks for having me. Now, I've worked with a lot of PR firms and whatnot, and uh, you know, just in talking to you, you sound like a completely different experience. Yeah, you know, 
for instance, I have a publicist. Um, I started working with a publicist when I started doing TV years ago, and she does one little thing. And then I also have a social media person, and they do another thing. Yeah. But it sounds like your company does the whole ball of wax. So right. maybe you can explain to our students what it is that makes your firm unique, because I think it really is. Yeah, for sure. So um, my degree was in PR. So. I guess right out of college, I went and took a job at a tech startup um, in Silicon Valley, naturally coming from San Jose State. And uh, I got into the technology space and working with startups. And with working with startups at that point, you noticed how a company could get really, really scrappy. And even coming in as an intern or a, a coordinator, it was like, well, we need you to do this. We also need you to do this. We need you to do this. So I learned really early on just to be resourceful. I just needed to do everything and anything, even if it wasn't just for PR. And um, and I liked doing that, right? I liked my bosses being able to rely on me for a lot of things. So I took that and actually went to the Oakland Raiders. I thought, you know what, from technology, I, I wanna try this in a different area. With the Oakland Raiders, I came in as an intern, left my paid salary job to do that and just take the chance, um, knowing that there may not be a job afterwards for me. and. I just worked my face off. And the PR that was done there, um, and I'll explain, you know, it's it's a lot different simply because working in um, a professional football setting, they don't have all the fancy tech tools to find journalists, find stories, and all of these other things. I had to get really scrappy. I literally had to go to the coaches, go to the players, talk to them, pull the stories out, and figure out, wait a minute, there's so many beautiful stories here. And a lot of what people would hear about at that time was, well, the Raiders are this and Sebastian Janikowski right, did right, this right. and it's so negative and bad, bad, bad. And what I said was, if I'm in PR and my job is overall brand building and image building for people, that shouldn't stop at just stories. That should be everywhere this person is, everywhere the organization Absolutely. is. And so I started working with the web team. And Jerry Knack, shout out to him. He still a mentor to this day. He let me write stories for the website. He helped me uncover great stories from the Raiderettes. Um, and I just found this knack, like knack for being a storyteller on every platform. And so that's where the vision eventually for my firm kind of came from. So my dear, dear, dear friend, Robert Heyman and business partner in Discus Dental would say this all the time. Mm -hmm. And you guys need to know this as students, image is everything. Yes. When it comes to a business, image is everything. I mean, that's why a celebrity can get million dollar contracts, you know? And the second that celebrity gets caught like DUI, the contracts go away. Why? The image, image. right? So what, what Nicole is doing is taking this company, pulling out the the stories that make these companies unique yeah. and then finding platforms to publicize that and get people to fall in love with these companies 100%. and use their products and whatnot so let's pick a few of your companies here and maybe you can just kind of i'll let you choose yeah. um talk about you know let's start with this what was probably the most challenging of your companies to work with? Oh, and how did you overcome that challenge? And tell us what you did and the results. Gosh, that is a great question. Okay, so um, 
You know what? Let's start with um, let's start with Moby TV. Okay. Um, so for those of you who aren't familiar, Moby TV isn't a consumer brand, so most people wouldn't recognize the Moby TV name. But you would all recognize the fact that you can watch television on your phone. And 18 years ago, the original CEO, um, shout to Philip Alvelda, he uh, developed the technology. He was a literally a rocket scientist. Developed the technology that could deliver live feeds. Uh, like broadcast to your phone. Like what we're doing right now. Oh, yeah. So basically, you wouldn't be watching this without Thank Moby you. TV, Thank right? Thank you, Philip. Um, so, so here's a company that develops this amazing technology. Now what? So back in the day, when I first started working with them, I was in-house. And the funny thing was, there were no mobile entertainment PR people at the time. So when they were asking me to interview my mentor, Jason, at that time, he said, you know, Nicole, I need a manager. And I said, yeah. I don't have any mobile entertainment experience. And he said, yeah, nobody does. It's not a thing. We can't watch TV on our phones-ish yet. I need you to come in and help storytell. So that was really difficult for me, knowing that I had never done PR in that space specifically before, but he had faith in me that I knew how to uncover what needed to be done. So here was this brand new space and this brand new thing that people could do, which was watch TV on their phones and convince media that this was possible, knowing that at that time, I think the networks were at 1G and 2G. We're, we're on 4 and 5G right. networks now. So imagine getting a feed and having to tell journalists, this is going to be a thing. People are going to watch TV on their phones in the future everywhere. And they were like, Haha, yeah, right. Literally, it was really, really difficult to figure out what the best stories were and how to get them told and how to be tenacious when it came to media. And, and more importantly, yeah. how to get that out, Yeah, you know? And like, who's your audience? Like, exactly. who do you want to know this? The consumer, other companies? So what did you do? Threefold. It was a great point. So you wanted the entertainment companies here in Hollywood to know, hey, there's another platform. You can take all your content and put it on phones. So we needed to make sure that they understood the vision and what was going to happen down the road. So the press had to really speak to that audience. And that's where we talked to a bunch of trade press. So we were talking to Variety, Hollywood Reporter, all of those guys to help the entertainment companies slowly get more comfortable with putting their content there. Then there was, of course, the business community without a company being funded. If you have no money, you're not going anywhere. So we needed to make sure that we were talking to the people on Wall Street as well talking about the vision, talking about the possibilities, what what was going to happen when 3G and 4G were real. And this was how we were going to take advantage of it, which was putting entertainment on the phones, right? So uh, talking to Walt Mossberg, who, you know, one of the greatest um, tech journalists, you know, of our time, who wrote an awful review about Moby TV the very first time. It was, it was kind of heartbreaking. It was like, oh, it was like spotty future for mobile television or something. It was like, oh, man, because really, when you were watching the pictures, it was very, very slow. You're on a 1G network. So it took about two more years to sort of keep Walt in the in the um, in the loop, just saying, let me send you a couple of new phones. Let me send you these ones. Here's a different experience. Okay. Finally, the story came out that he was like, the future of television is on mobile. From there, it was just, it was amazing. I literally have that story framed in my office. And so that came out where? Uh, that The Wall Street Journal. Okay. 
So That's speaking big, to yeah. that, huge, huge, huge. But it's it's the work and the time that go behind it. Most people will open up a newspaper and think, oh, okay, this is just a story. Hours, sometimes years, right? Go behind putting a story. Yeah, in. I mean, one thing I always tell dentists is, you know, when I'm lecturing in seminars, if you see a dentist or a doctor or a professor on TV all the time, that doesn't happen by accident. Right. It's not luck, you know. I mean, luck is when opportunity meets preparation. You prepare and prepare and prepare and prepare. And then when you're lucky, you find somebody like Nicole who creates the opportunity. And then with your preparation, you go and you hit it. Yep, right? Absolutely. And and just to give the proper credit, Walt actually gave the opportunity to do the story with Katie Barrett, who was his assistant at the time. And we worked together on that story along with Sprint. And I will never, ever forget that experience because literally it did take years to make it happen. Yeah, and, and it turned their company like, over. Yeah, cool. All right, do one more. Okay, um, we'll talk about Heal since um, that is a company that's up and coming. So for those of you who are in California um, and also in Washington, D.C., for those of you who don't know that you can have a doctor, a great doctor, come to your home and literally see you right then and there within two hours. That is um, a client that's really near and dear to my heart. And um, with dealing with something like a medical practice, you are up against people who are thinking, oh, is this like an Uber driver just coming to my house and I'm getting some shabby doctor and you know, having to overcome those fears for mm. consumers. Also other doctors who are thinking, well, how do you possibly make money if you are only seeing 20 patients a day versus the 40 and helping uncover the real true vision and where they are helping to fix healthcare. I, I feel like I'm on this mission to like help others because when heal and a heal doctor comes to someone's door because they've read a great story that we've put out there and they have an amazing experience and maybe they've helped save a life or helped, you know, fix someone who was misdiagnosed by another doctor, I feel like I'm doing my work in the world by helping them. And it's, awesome. it's a really great app and I can't wait for it to be available across the United So States. with your firm, what would you say are probably the most effective ways? For, because it's really kind of a, a two-part thing. First, you create these stories yep. and then the goal is to now get these stories out in the news. What would you say are probably the most effective ways to actually convey stories today? Is it through journals? Is it through TV? Is it through social media? Or just all three? Or yeah, that's a great question. And really the answer is it depends on the company. It depends on the situation. It depends on the story. So um, for example, the grand opening that we're gonna be at this weekend with Beauty Tap. So I shout know, out to hilarious. James and that yes. team, right? So um, for them, because this is a hyper-local thing and it's gonna be in Orange County, we wanna make sure that- Yeah, Los actually, Angeles, why don't you explain to them what it is and how I'm involved with yeah, you on this. Yeah, definitely. This so Beauty Tap is this awesome, right now, it's just an online portal for great K-beauty products, right? So um, and people don't know what K-beauty is. So Korean beauty, it's a big thing. Huge right? industry. Huge. By, by the way, I'll tell you a funny story. I had a patient come in uh -huh. and Korean women are legendary for their beautiful skin, right? Yes. And she said in her friend group, uh -huh. they each had at least three dermatologists. I'm like, three each? She goes, yeah. 
One does fillers, one does peels. I mean, like, they yeah. have, like, it's crazy. It's a thing, yeah. Okay, so K-Beauty is huge. It's, it's a very, very big thing. And so they are the, um, we'd say, like, the Nordstrom of K-Beauty, right, where you can walk into this department store and pick out all the products that you want, like the, the luxury products in K-Beauty. They're going from being online to having their very first brick-and-mortar store. So going from online to actual store is a little bit opposite of what most other retailers would do, right? right? A lot of retailers are going from store to let's just sell online, right? right? So it's it's kind of cool. They're going against the grain that way, but in a really awesome way because most beauty products, people want to touch and feel and try and smell. And it's really smart that they're going to be in the South Coast Plaza because that's such a Big market spot, for them, right? and they're bringing in these celebrities yeah. and from Korea, big ones. And in the store, a really cool thing that they're doing, which is part of their overall marketing, is they have a section there so that if in influencers in the beauty space just want to be there and say film a YouTube video or do something there, they're literally creating a space in the store for that. So it brings them in and continues cool. to bring foot traffic. So. It, they're, they're doing a lot of forward so thinking. So what is your company doing for them for this event? Yeah, we're making or sure. Or in general. Yeah, two things. So we're making sure that media physically go to the event so that they can experience it, talk to James, talk to Jessica Jung, who actually has a line that's going to be in the store. She's a K-pop um, celeb at uh, you who's going to be there um, all you know focusing on teeth brightening oh right? wait that you're product. supposed to do like this oh. there they all like right. to do this <laughs> <laughs> right so you're going to be there and there's going to be a ton of media so we want the media to experience um, speaking to James and speaking to anyone who's there who can talk about K-beauty or just beauty in general different things that are happening right. in the space then for any media person who can't be there because it is Emmy's weekend or if they don't live close enough, we make sure that they get the assets and all the, um, I guess, information to be able to write something even not going to the event. So we make sure that we make this a thing. That's why I tell people, like, we've got to make it a thing. We've got to make it real. We have people need to feel like this grand opening was grand and that they need to, if they're ever in the OC, go to the store. Awesome. Yeah. All right. On a personal note with your company, uh -huh. what's next? Oh, I mean, it sounds like you guys have, you're in what, five states now? You've got... We're in uh, San Francisco. We're in here in Los Angeles. We're in Las Vegas. And we have a small operation in New York, New Jersey, that and area. What you say, like 14 employees or yeah. something? Yeah. yeah. What's next? Um, here, Here's the funny thing really, really spending time with my team to get them so comfortable that we can grow comfortably without feeling like we have to have this massive expansion. Most companies look at the short term and how can we grow, blah, blah, blah. I mean, we we grew this quickly, almost by accident, um, just because of great referrals and great work that's built for itself. But these next couple years, I want my team um, to feel like they have time with me to be mentored, to grow, to be great. Because if they can do more of what I can do, we can go out, we can expand without toppling over. And I think that a lot of companies don't think about that. I'm looking at the long term. So that means right, right. we really have to, in the short term, keep growing our relationships with our existing clients and existing teams. That's so solid 
that it's a platform that we can then build from. I can so see why you and Sabrina Kay are yeah, best right? friends. <laughs> wow, Love I feel like her. I'm talking to you. Yeah. yeah. Um, crazy. Yeah, well, you know what? Congratulations you. on all your success. Thank you so much yeah. for helping with LEAP. And um, I want to actually talk to you about this was kind of like an interview for me right. for a job interview. <laughs> like, I want to talk to you and see if we can do something together Great. with Leap too. Yeah. And, um, you know, we will be there at the South Coast Plaza. Yeah. I think mine's scheduled to arrive at one o'clock. We're launching a new mobile white tooth whitening uh -huh. product, which uh, they're going to be selling in Korea and all over Asia for us. So it's very exciting and we're still building up leap week if you want more information about leap please go to www.leapfoundation.com to sign up for leap week 2019 and with that dr bill over and out to learn more about the leap foundation go to leapfoundation.com or find us on facebook at facebook.com slash the leap foundation on instagram at Leap Foundation, and on Twitter at Leap Los Angeles. Listen to the Meet the Mentor podcast with Dr. Bill Dorfman on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.